As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi guys, my name is Tamika Newhouse, best-selling author of Sugar Hill and the publisher of Delphine Publications, and you are tuned to Traces of Mika Season 2, The Other Side of Healing. Hey guys, Tamika Newhouse here. You're tuned into Traces of Mika, and I'm joined here with Darius of Wild Black Podcast. What's happening, everybody? He actually joined me on season one, where we talked about love and dating and black love and all of that and sex and all that. Talked about everything. Everything. Uh, so you guys will have to actually check out that conversation for season one, but I want to bring you back uh, for season two to talk about, again, love, right. dating, right? and I guess like where I am now with it and, and kind of... About where my headspace is with, you know, just the love stuff. Um, and I didn't want to have this conversation with anybody else. I really wanted to kind of just continue with you. It feels and, good. Uh, I like that. Yeah. And then kind yeah. of see where it flows. I'm a little bit scared, though, because we don't have any pre-screen questions. So okay. We're just going to have a nice, easy conversation. Sure. All right. Well, I'm ready. Throw it at me. All right. So <laughs> we're talking about healing and, and healing through love, healing after love. There's been a whole lot that's happened. COVID has gone on. Yes. There's been civil unrest. Yeah. The resident has gone crazy in the office. All type of shit has happened. I don't think he was ever not crazy. By you the way. never lied about that. Trump is an interesting individual. So we'll, let's start with let's start with an easy thing, right? What okay. what has your love life been like since COVID happened? Well, my love life since COVID happened has been um, non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> I guess to say uh, now I, I've been dating here and there from people who are who I've known. Right. Um, but as far as it being love and it's right. passionate affair and right. no. Right, well, so so you said love, you said passionate affair. Let's let's delineate, right? Oh yeah, because it's two years. Yeah, let's let's delineate, right? Okay. You said love hasn't been what's really going on right now. Nah. But what about passion? What about sex? What about what about that stuff? What about the physical side of it? Um, not so much. Now granted, you know, a little something something was going on, you know, I had I wouldn't even not telling myself. But anyway, so right. it's a little bit of that going on. I think through what you say because people watching. <laughs> right. Uh but I mean obviously dating while COVID was what well, especially during the lockdown. Right. I didn't see, I think, a human being for like three weeks because I really kind of just stayed in my home. Uh, my children were not with me in Georgia at the time. They were in Texas. So I right. really had like an empty nest. Right. And so I was just writing and creating. so good. 
I mean, it was good for a moment, and then I needed to hear some type of human voice. I needed right. to see some type of human face. So I went to Waffle House. Hey, went to Waffle House. It's definitely human humans being. in there. Yeah, I saw a human being, got me some good food, and came on back home. Um, and then I had a really good friend come out and visit me um, and spend like a whole week. And we had this, you know, fun time. We explored the trails and, mm -hmm. you know, we went um, hiking and all that jazz. And that was a really good, good week. Male friend, a, female friend. A guy. Okay. I'm just saying, because you said passionate affair, so I'm just trying to make I don't sure. Know, I had the last passionate affair. I walked away from that before COVID. Why? Um, I was not receiving what I wanted. What were you not getting? Um, well, damn. <laughs> hey, I'm I wasn't getting the experiences that I wanted. I think that um, when it comes to what, what, how I like to to date and get to know somebody, right. it's by experiencing them. Right. Um, you know, being entangled with them. Right. Okay, um, entanglement. I see. You. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Entangled. <laughs> uh, trying, you know, new places to eat, exploring music and culture and things like that together. Right. Like, having those conversations where we're laughing and... And you didn't um, know that before COVID, right? Yeah, I was okay. in that before okay. COVID. Um, you know, and that was... That was like the one person that I was really kind of wanting to do those things with. Right. Now, granted, I'm single now, and I have been single for all of my 30s, because him and I still weren't together. Right. But I, I do these things by, I guess, by, by choice. Right. I'm not because I haven't been asked or the options aren't there. I'm just not technically interested or connected to anyone. Why? Um, it, it has for, I'm in a different space. Now, I'm in a different so headspace what, what space now. Are you, what space is it that you're in that keeps you from being interested in anyone else so I can make sure to avoid that space? Well, the space that I do not just want, you know, of course, you know, bumping and grinding is one thing. Right. Um, but again, I want to bump and grind and experience at the you. same time. And there are... You want a, there to be some deeper connection. Yeah. Okay. I don't... And it's not that I'm saying I want to fall in love because, oh, Lord, no. I, that's not okay. something I really, really... You can connect without yeah, falling I, in I love. I want to... You know, right, yeah. but you it, It's kind of interesting that guys, you know, they if they're going that route with a the woman, they're caught up. Or, you know, they yeah, just I, don't want to... I'm with you. And me, not so much. I, it doesn't have to technically be that. It could just be we get along and we enjoy each other's company, and I want to do I, I it will, again. I will agree. I think that I think that guys do very good in differentiating between sex and relationship. Yeah. But I I think that it's one or the other. I don't think there's much gray in between. I think that they really struggle. Like if you say we're going to be intimate and we're going to hang out and we're going to have a great time and get to know each other, someplace in there a, a relationship. Yeah, is yeah. Free. Because if you go do it with somebody else, they're pissed. But see, that's the thing that I, I kind of run into that issue right. because I'm not, I, I don't lie and I don't right. omit. Right. Um, well, some things, it's not technically, it's not time to really bring that right. up. So there's a time and a place for it. But I'm very honest about how I like to get to know someone. Right. If I want to put all my attention on you, that's my choice. Right. Not for you to tell me that that should be my choice. Right. And I, I, I kind of fall into that or... I fall into the nothing because right. I won't just give them right. that. It's like guys are bullies. They're bullies with their time. Like, come on, like I'm running this. Like, you're gonna do this on my time, my it schedule. It sounds like you are mad because they are trying to play the bully and you wanna play the bully. That's what I think I just <laughs> not said. No, not really. I wanna have control over my emotions and my choices, not because they're telling me to. Okay, I can see yeah. that. Man. I can see yeah. that. Man. All right, so let's let's change the direction just a little bit. Okay. We're talking about healing here, right? Yes. So 
if you're healing, you're healing from something. Yes. Right? Yeah. In terms of love, what are you healing from? Um, I'm healing from disappointment, but on both ends. What does that mean? Um, I think that with having different conversations and spending time by myself, like saying no to things that I knew would not help advance me or would distract me. Right. And so I've been purposely single all of my 30s. I'm 34 now. Right. And um, my, my fear of taking someone seriously while I was in the process of healing, right. um, it, it, it terrified me right. to the point where um, I, I would kind of like, I would visibly sometimes get afraid or be right. like, no, I'm good. And it had nothing to do with the other person. It had everything to do with me. Right. And it, it, it came from a place of uncertainty. I was still sad and dealing with some things. And then also I was just really enjoying my space and my time. Right. Um, I never took the time to just be in my space. Either I was dating somebody or I, you know, I had multiple friends and situations and things going on. I'm always just kind of just Right. Mingling, right? And you know, for a little, I kind of just chose not to, and then I kind of met somebody who sort of changed my mind. I was like, "Wait a minute, I may give them a little bit more of me," and that wasn't the right. Now, is that the guy the right that person. you decided to break with right before COVID? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, it sounds like you're healing from being single a little bit. Yes. Yeah. What does that like? Where do you go from there? Like, if I'm healing from being single, does that mean that you're ready for another relationship? Does it mean there's a different level of healing that needs to happen? What does that mean? It's not ready for a relationship. Okay. I'm, I'm open to the possibility of it. At first, I wasn't. I was okay. like, nah, I'm straight. I'm good. I, I just enjoy you. I think okay. you're you're great. I like the time we spend together. But now I'm looking for something that's a little bit more, you know, more of a deeper connection. I got you. And, you know, I want to continue to do that with one person. Now, where that, if that leads to a relationship, great. But now I'm more open to, you know, doing and trying a little bit, you know. So you need more. someone who's ready to go your pace. Sure. I guess we can say it like that. My pace right. or just feel comfortable with not technically knowing. People want to just say, okay, well, what are we doing? I don't know. Is your pace monogamous? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to get there. So... No, not... No. You want someone who's moving at your pace. Okay. Who doesn't want to go... Too fast, but it's committed, but it's also okay with not being the only one until you decide it's time to be the only one. First of all, let's take it back and let's rewind because you're making it sound negative. That's not really at all. not the case. Uh, what I, I think what it means is you know what you want. I know what I want. And I think that's positive, right? Yes. Especially if you can take that and you can tell the person, this is what I'm looking for. Yes. And I'm telling you this so that there are no unexpected circumstances that come up and we can work through this because I don't know where I'm going. I think it's important to be transparent in what you really want yes. if you don't want any roadblocks to come up while you get there. I agree. So I agree. It probably felt negative, but the reality is it's just getting to the crux of what it is that you want yeah. so that you can have a successful relationship. I agree. That's, yes. That's a beautiful thing. Yes. It, well, I guess, you know, the, the conversation has to be had with the right person. Yeah. Yeah, I so. think more people need to take that route. We'd have far less problems. We would have far less problems. And what's interesting is when I am honest, right. and I've been honest all my, you know, all of these years I've been right. dating, I've never just flat out lied or told a dude, okay, you're the only one I'm doing, and that really wasn't the case. Right. Um, but when I find myself being honest 
in that way with with a guy, it really tests their own security. Because half the time, I'm either getting be with me, be with me, and it's way too soon for them to be doing that. And my response to that is, well, why? Why do you want that for me? What, like, what is it that you really, truly want? Because I feel like you don't really know me, sir. I feel like, you know, you may not like me in a couple more months. Or, right. you know, we haven't really gotten to the point of where we should be saying, I'm going to commit this part of me to you and, and so right. forth and so forth. I'm kind of matched with the control right. part of it. And you not wanna, the... You want to date. Yeah. Date I want to date. Date for an extended period. Yeah. Let's see where this goes. And let's see where it goes. Let's see where it goes. You make it sound simple, but it's really not that simple. I'm not. I don't, I don't think it's simple. I think there are far too many people out there struggling with relationships for them to ever be called simple. Sure. Right. The reality is, tomorrow is my twentieth wedding anniversary. Oh. And there's nothing simple about it, right? It's congratulations. It's hard, and sometimes it feels like. I'm ready to jump out a window or throw her out of a window. 20 years. And other, other times I can't wait to lay her in the bed and hold her as tight as I can. Oh. But ain't nothing simple about it <laughs> at any point. <laughs> right? I mean, I get that part. It's, I'm willing to, um, I think I'm in a space where I'm willing to uh, care enough okay. to try and, and to keep communicating. I think you that know, says a lot. Yeah. That says a lot. At first I was, I'm like, oh, okay. So do you see... Does Tamika see herself settling down and marrying? Absolutely. I absolutely do I see myself marrying um, again. I don't, my first marriage was horrible. Right. I talk about, um, I talk about in season, not season one, but episode one. My marriage actually ended when my husband was committed of sexually assaulting another woman. Mm. And we went through, that was a, another that betrayal. Was a tough place to be. Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine that. So that was like a, a huge blow to my family dynamic. Right. And regardless of just him breaking the vows, but then he had to deal with this conviction and and a lot of it was put on me as right. far as saving the family, right. caring the family, right. keeping my children's emotions safe. Right. Um, and in turn I took on all a lot of the heaviness. Right. I kinda feel like I was convicted. And I think that when I was moving forward and, and dating and getting to know people, right. that kind of played a part it in has it. To. Because I'm like, you know, my, my husband at the time, I knew him since I was a child. Well, right. I mean, I was like 15 when we met. So there's, there's a lot of complexity to yeah. that. Yeah. So for that to actually happen within my first marriage, nobody really kind of experienced that. Somebody cheat or y'all argued or yeah. they just well, they, they didn't have ambition. No, mine's was, I really was like Kobe Bryant's wife, mm. you know, standing there supporting him, making sure that he didn't fall, and I'm having to be like this strong person, right? Um, and not really technically judging him. I didn't leave right. his side when he was going through that. Right. Um, I really kind of stayed there with him emotionally, and I think when I was moving forward past that, um, it was more so... Um, protecting my feelings and kind of controlling, right. you know, how I wanted to kind of move through this thing because I, I see how y'all Negroes do. Well, look, so let's let's talk about that a little bit more because I recognize your your intention here is to not just talk about yourself, but to let the people consuming it, the people watching it, and the people listen. You want them to learn how to heal too. You want them yes. to get better at what they do, and you want them to learn from your experiences, right? Correct. And so I, you said a whole lot that happened in your first marriage 
It's already tied to your episode number one. Yeah. It's tied to an episode that's coming up that's going to be a roundtable with single women. Yes. And so I think there's opportunity inside of the story you just told to talk about how you healed or how you're healing from that. Because as I listen to it, it sounds almost impossible to me, right? To go from a a relationship with someone that you loved enough to marry, Mm -hmm. someone that you had a, a relationship with prior to that you knew well. Yeah. And then from him to not only cheat on you mm-hmm. but to do so in a way in which he took someone else's rights away and he created a victim right yeah so there's a lot to hang there's on to and on. then you had a child right yeah we have two so there's a lot to hold on to in that yeah how did you get through that because i don't know if there's someone listening or watching who went through that exact same thing but i know there are people who have gone through aspects of that there's someone who just found out that their husband cheated yesterday right, right. they're watching this and they're probably in tears watching you talk about it how did you get through that um, to be honest, um, I think my biggest mistake was being the fixer mm-hmm. and being the, um, the savior. Right. So I found myself being there for him more so than him being there for me. Right. I'm the one that, you know, you, you, right. you broke down our family and, and right. our, and our dynamic and you broke our vows. It was just. So all the pressure is now on you. Yeah, so it was right. now on me. So, and with my children being so young, they didn't, I didn't, you know, reveal to them what their dad was going through. My son was like three, my daughter was like seven. Right. What am I really supposed to tell my children? Right. And so um, I went through a series of um, a cycle of hate from all three of them. Mm. Um, because the truth really was not technically revealed. And when you say hate, you mean them hating you. Yeah. Gotcha. My children hated me. Um, and then when I stopped helping him, my ex-husband, and trying, you know, make basically forcing him to kind of, okay, now get on up, out of here. Right. Fly on your own. It's time for us to really kind of separate. You good now. You had enough time to kind of figure out what you need to do. When I started saying no, that's when, you know, his hate really kind of started manifesting. Right. So he did wrong. Yeah. You stayed and helped. And he got angry when you said the help was over with. Yes. Wow. I want to say like yeah. audacity is the word that comes to mind. Yeah. Like the audacity of him. Yeah. My, I've only had like a, my, like my circle is a bubble. Right. And so they, they experienced me kind of go through these different things with him and the manipulation that he would do between the children to play the children against me so that I could just allow him to come back into our home so that right. he could have a place to stay. And right. I dealt with a lot of that. And so my advice to women is when you're going through um, betrayal Mm -hmm. and you have children involved, um, it is okay to say no or to step away from these situations because the longer that you allow um, that person to kind of just get over um, or not even hold them accountable for the things they've done, they begin to develop this illusion that you owe them these things. Um, that they have a right to your space. Right. And you begin to kind of lose yourself in that. I lost myself a lot in, in trying to protect my children's emotion. Right. And then wanting him, you know, to still be able to see and talk to his children. Right. I was like the last one thought of in that situation all across the board. And then my children, um, you know, they were so young. And because daddy wasn't around anymore... You know, they, they, they let me know that they, they hated that fact in the worst way. So I dealt with a, a lot. And it's different with your children. You don't really not supposed to tell your children, oh, you hurt my feelings. You did this. You did right. that. 
So I went years just taking the things that my children would do. And so now we have this weird dynamic as well. And use me as an example of just don't do that. Mm. Don't. Just like Your feelings matter. How you feel matter. You should really say something, separate yourself from that, and go through the process of that breakaway. Right. So it, some, yeah, someone watching now may, may be wondering, like it's great to hear prioritize yourself, right? It's great yeah. to hear listen and react to your feelings. But what does that application look like? How do they physically do that when they're watching their babies cry because daddy's not in the house anymore or they're watching the reaction when mom, when mom and dad are arguing or when you feel like crying or screaming but you've still got to keep it together so they're okay like how how do you work through that what are the steps <sighs> so for me my steps that I took was um, I've been in I have a counselor a therapist mm-hmm. for like six years now and I go. I hope once everyone a week. has one of those. We all. Need yeah, yeah. We all actually you know. need one. It's for me. I, I feel like going to my therapist is like me taking my, my weekly shower, right. or I'm going to do my weekly massage. I'm I'm about to go heal and feed my brain. I'm about to purge some energy and get some understanding, some unbiased, you know, advice. Mm-hmm. And that in itself helped me. Right. I also had my close circle of friends who I didn't mind allowing him to see those vulnerable spaces. Right. Because um, I did have my, my moments where I broke down. I'm a single mother, one. Um, I own a few different businesses. I have all these books and things I'm doing. I'm on tour. I'm speaking. I'm doing all these things. So outwardly, I'm having to be this Tamika Newhouse. I'm having to be like this brand and this face and all of this jazz. And, you know, on the inside, I'm, I'm, I'm broken. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm exhausted. I'm frustrated. And I just want, I want to kind of break free of that. And the only way for me to truly do that was to start talking about it. And talking about it helped me gain some understanding on the ways I was raised, um, the way I choose to love, the way I choose to communicate. And I started identifying the parts that I did wrong. Ooh, I should never did that part. Oh, I maybe should have did this another way. Or just just taking accountability because I think mm-hmm. when... When you go through that healing process, you can't go pointing the fingers at what everybody else did to you. Right. Granted, yes, people are going to do things to you, but what did you do in some of these situations along the way? How could have you been a better you? And so that's basically where I'm at now is right. identifying those spaces where I could have been better. I could have been stronger. Um, of course, you know, I'm, I'm not made of steel. So I had my moments where I was depressed. I didn't want to get out of the bed. Um... I was sad. I was frustrated. I had to go through that and allowed me to to feel those feelings. When you don't allow yourself to feel the hurt, to feel the pain, you're going to start walking around with it. Like you're going to be mean and short with folks. And it's it's in you. It's in your spirit and your aura. And you got to get that. You have to purge and get it out. So you're saying don't accept fault. Like don't put fault on yourself, but recognize your missteps. Exactly. Because we're yeah. not perfect. Right. At I mean, because we, we all, no matter the situation, we all play a role in it, whether it's yeah. how we react to something or the energy we bring to something. So be, be realistic in, in your role so that yep. you can be better. Yep. Did it work? It's don't, a- don't answer that, right? How long did it take for it to begin working? Because I have a feeling this is a process that's still that, probably. That's a good on. question. Because people be like, well, how long am I going to be in this? Um, I want to say going into year three of being in therapy and then being single as well. I wasn't, this is being with no one. Um, That's when I began to 
communicate better. Mm. And this is a weird space where people don't quite understand. I learned to really love and communicate by actually loving and communicating with a woman, Mm. not with a man and not in a sexual way Mm. either. It was more so a woman allowed me or gave me um, the space where I felt safe. She allowed me to cry with her, Mm -hmm. um, to vent with her. Um, She allowed me to be my ratchet self, my ghetto self. I could reveal all my different secrets. And this is someone who I've known um, before we got really close. I knew maybe six, seven years. And then there was a process to us gaining this closeness. Right. And she was willing to be open and vulnerable. And, you know, we cry together. We hustle together. We like that. We call each other yin and yang because it's kind of like that's my... Like my twin, almost. Is she still in your life today? Yeah. Oh, definitely. She's for, that's for a lifetime. So it's through her and through that friendship, I understood how I can do it better. Because I began to pay attention to her. Right. The things that she likes, the things that she doesn't like, um, how, you know, she starts her day. Right. Like I began to kind of pick up on those things. I hadn't done it for anybody in a long time. Like, in a long, long time to where I really kind of understood them and I cared enough. I knew how they liked their coffee. I liked some some of the things they liked to, you know, eat and, right. you know, their favorite colors. And, you know, God's really just got the surface with me. And she sense. got all of me. Yeah. I mean, because, like, if you think about it, if you are, if you're hurt from love and trying to heal, love still has to be a, an important part of what you do. And you can't, yeah. you can't repair that in a void of love. Right, it's, it has to be there, yeah. and it has to be there in the capacity that in which in which you feel safe. So, like, I think I think a good friend is supposed to play that role. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. But all but she friends saw, can't She play showed that me role. that. No, also I have different. I require something different of all my friends. Yeah, I don't treat them all the same. Right, they all don't get the same me. They all do a different thing. Yeah, for they you. all you do a different thing. thing for them. Yeah, yeah. And I had to like my 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 close family that I grew up with are either dead and gone. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're back in Texas. I don't have anybody here. Right. So I actually had to build my family and build the type of people or the space that I wanted. And it took time, folks. Yeah. It took years. It's not a quick but process. But the thing about it, I, I went through the process. Right. I went through, and, and it's kind of like um, when you go get saved and they call you, you backslide. You don't immediately just become something new. Right. And, you know, you just immediately just, uh, you know, have these new habits and the old you just washed away. It's a process. So I went through the process and I'm still going through the process. I think I'm now just in a space where I want to put those things I've learned mm-hmm. and put it, you know, to the test. I want to try it, you know, try, you know, try so, so what So what does that mean and what does it look like? What does it mean? It does mean eventually committing to someone. And committing means monogamy yet? Sure. Because, uh. yeah, I mean, I may get with someone who... Okay, so monogamy is... Um, I think monogamy is defined by yeah, you yeah, and your by, partner. Yeah, by, right. by, me and that, by, that, by me and that partner. So I I don't look at monogamy as just like... just One-on-one. One-on-one. Right. Like, it's whatever is acceptable in the boundaries in of our relationship. Yeah. I agree with that. So I I'm going to communicate with them the things I like to do in there and hopefully they're open to communicate those things to me, and then we will discover our monogamy. So I I sat down and had a super interesting interview with a man, his wife, Mm -hmm. and their girlfriend. 
Okay. And and they considered their relationship monogamous. Monogamous, Which yeah. made sense because they defined it as such. Yep. And if anyone strayed from the three of them, there was a problem. There was a problem, but right. But that relationship structure worked for them. It's all about honesty and communication. Right. So... For yeah. me, I would be dead. My wife is not going for that. Well, see, you got to be matched. Yeah, you got to. It got to be. Everybody has to be on the same page. Yeah. It can't be. I like to do these things, so now I need you to like them too. Yeah. It can't really be that way. So yeah. that person has to really actually want the same things. Yeah. That you want. Yeah. That's kind of hard to come by. So. Right. So yeah. All right. So we're gonna go back. Okay. Um, the guy you cut things off with oh, before God. COVID started, right? The guy, because you didn't get the experiences you needed from him. Correct. Was that the only thing that happened there? And and would you ever consider going back? Because you're still changing and you're still becoming a different person, right? Mm-hmm. Is there still room for him or is there something else that you need that he just cannot provide? Um, there is still room for him and someone like him. Okay. Um, it may not be him, you know, specifically, but right. if it was him, I would, I would absolutely love that. But... We were just not in the same space mm. as far as emotionally, as far as um, definitely emotionally. That's the, that's the number one thing. And then physically, mm. like he was transitioning out of some things. And I've been to that in that space where I'm transitioning out of this person, this situation. I need to get my space a little bit together. Mm-hmm. And he didn't technically want to do that in the beginning. He kind of wanted to just jump from that and tell me, okay, come over here with me now. I really mm. didn't want to do that because I know how that is when you haven't quite healed right. and you haven't been in your own space and you haven't made your own mistakes and you don't really know what it is that you kind of want to do right. moving forward. I'm a very, very fragile person when it comes to the people I love and care about. Right. And I know that certain things can trigger you know, my depression and my, my, my bipolarism, mm-hmm. um, my peace. I try to really kind of be very strategic with the people I allow in my space now. Right. So because I felt that he wasn't quite healed and quite ready to match me the level I wanted, I said no to the type of relationship that he wanted Mm. because I knew that it was going to eventually break me. That's smart. You have to watch out for yourself. Yeah. So, Which is something you learned from the first. That's why I learned. Yeah. See? Yeah, that, yeah. that healing part. Like, you don't Absolutely. never know until you kind of, you got to go through the healing part. And it sucks. It sucks telling him, right. no, because I really, really, I would have loved to just go to an extra level with him, but it wasn't the time. Right. And because I said no, he took it as a sort of rejection. Right. And then our dynamic was really never the same. Mm. I really wanted us to kind of just keep growing and keep getting to know each other. And I'm not going anywhere at this point. I didn't even desire anybody else, but that really did not make him feel secure with me. So at the end of the day, I became the person that he didn't technically want. So I got you. Yeah. So I'm going to shift gears again. Um, You mentioned depression, bipolar, mental illness, right? Yeah. So one in four people deal with some level of mental illness. Right. And I think it's one in 12 deal with severe right it's all through my family so i'm very familiar with the statistics and i i think that's a topic that is highly related to love because it's about self-love and how you exist in a relationship so let's talk about that for a moment right knowing that one in four that means at least 25 percent of the people who are watching this manage through some version of that right yeah so let's talk about it inside of a relationship right when you talk about bipolarism 
when you talk about depression, those are things that surface inside of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And when you're with someone, it is truly hard to cover those for long. Yes, this is true. Right. So your advice to the men or women watching who deal with that, how do you manage that inside of a relationship with someone new? At what point do you tell them? How do you work through them as they ask their questions? Because what I will say is, I think I am educated on the space because they're people that I truly love who deal right. with mental illness. So I've been forced to be educated. Right. I think the majority of the world is uneducated. Yeah. And they run from it. It's taboo and they're scared. And I think people just think that, oh, it's just, oh, you're just probably just sad. Or exactly. sometimes you just Everybody upset. has bad days. Yeah, That's everybody has bad days. That's not really the case, though. Right. Um, so just, I guess, to break it down in layman terms, there are moments where I'm just really, really sad. Right. And I can't get out of it. Right. There's nothing for me to technically do. Right. Uh, but to and just... Nothing, there may not be a catalyst, right? Nothing might not have happened. Nothing happened. Right. Yeah, nothing happened. Um, nothing may have triggered it either. Right. It really is something within me where I, I feel this way. Right. And it's very, very, very heavy. Right. I've gotten to the point now because I've had, you know, my these conversations of healing with my therapist right. where I, I, I know and I've identified my triggers. Right. Uh, I also have identified uh, self-care measures. Right. I have different tactics that I, I tap into right. to help get me out of that space. But it's going to happen continuously. It's yeah. going to happen to the day I die. Yeah. Um, I just get better with it. It's kind of right. like um, if I was a natural born singer. Right. You know, I will work with a vocal co a coach to keep right. perfecting my voice and get better at it. Right. Um, so I just have to keep working at, you know, my, my, my mental illness and my right. brain, right. how it functions. And, you know, it will get better, but it will not go away. How does it work with away. a partner? Because um, what, I, what I will say is, I won't say men, but in my, in my mind, good men have a tendency to want to help. And, and what I know happens in mental illness is it's often... There's often nothing that person can truly do to help, which can make them feel some kind of way while you already feel some kind of way yeah. and create this void between the two that really shouldn't be there because you technically need each other more than yeah. ever in that moment. H how do you advise someone manage a relationship when they're dealing with that? Well, I've only tried to date, which is recent with this recent person, mm -hmm. with openly accepting mm -hmm. my mental illness. Before right. then... I was still kind of, I was not technically in it and not even in doing the healing process. Right. And my last committed relationship was at 27, right. 27, 28. Ugh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> um, so with how I approached it with this guy, because, you know, I was like, okay, this is going to be the first person I tell. And I'm going to try to go about this way. And this is my first one. So I do not know how to technically do it other than just communicate it verbally. Right. So I had let him know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not like a, my sadness isn't a, a regular sadness. I, right. I, my, you know, when I get upset, it's not a regular upset. So right. sometimes when I don't communicate or say this and I'm pulling back, it's because I'm controlling that part of me mm. that can blow up and I can become the Hulk, um, mm -hmm. or I can become like a turtle and go into my shell. So I communicated some of my behaviors and some of my triggers to him. His response was, he wanted to save me. Yeah, that's true. Now, granted, he's a good guy. Like, right. you're a good dude. I, mean, I, I think people have the best of intentions. Yeah, but they don't but they understand don't, it. They don't, they don't understand it. Yeah. And so, for me, I knew that that wasn't the, the right route right. for me. Because one, My friend I don't, said, don't save me, support me. Yeah. Because I can't be saved. Yeah. 
Um, and then he wanted to uproot me out of my comfort zone, which was my space, mm -hmm. and go with him. And I was like, Just like make it no, <laughs> because I don't know your patterns and your habits. I don't know how you are when you're moody right. and vice versa. Right. And this is my, my safe space. Right. Let's kind of just let me come over here a couple of days. You come over here a couple of days and let's kind of coexist right. in our own spaces first before we do something that's so permanent. Right. Dudes with their control again. <laughs> they, he didn't want that. So I was like, oh gosh. So, so I still said no because I knew that I just chose me. Yeah. I just chose me at the end of the day. And Which is what you have to. It's, you know, it's unfortunate because he, you know, he would have got the best parts of me, right. I feel like. Yeah. And I, I don't want to go too much deeper in that because you're doing an episode on mental illness as well. Right? Yes. So listen, folks, make sure you pay attention to that episode that's coming up. When is that one coming up? Um, about two more weeks. Okay. So two more make episodes sure after attention. this one. It's a personal thing, so it's important. <laughs> but yeah. that aside, and we've talked about Tamika as she's been hurt, as she's healed. We've talked about Tamika not being ready for that one serious relationship yet, but she's ramping up. She's getting ready to be that, right? Getting ready. Getting my so, tools. Once you are there, whenever that day comes, what does that person look like? Let's build them, right? Who are they? Hmm. The, the mental, the spiritual, their energy level, the physical. You are building this particular person. What are you building? I'm building someone who is... Secure. Mm. What does that um, mean? That they're just happy. Okay. Like I really want to just love on someone who is just genuinely happy. Right. Um, and when that look, what that looks like is happy with the work that they do. Right. Um, happy within their family space, and you know they, they're not dealing with still past traumas and pains and hurts. Right. They they have more of an understanding of themselves. Right. right. I'm looking for just a a healed, happy. Right ambitious individual. Happy doesn't mean content, right? Because they can still want more. Yeah, they, they can still they, want more. They're still more. good where they are, though. Yeah, well, so again, you have to be, you have to have some type of ambition. Right, Because gotcha. for me, that's the biggest attraction. Right, right. Um, or you just have to be good at what you're already in. Gotcha. But you can't just be in something and you don't like it or right. you complain about it. Um, you can't, for me, you can't be coming out of something. Right. And it was just like this horrible experience for you. I just... I, I, I just want to connect with someone who is healed, happy, and secure, and ambitious. Okay. So they, don't, healed, they could be happy, short, secure, ambitious. Uh, right. They okay. could be short, tall, fat, slim, dark, okay. light. My attraction is those characteristics, not technically you. the physical. I got you. Yeah. Is, do you think that's hard to find? Yes. And so. the reason why I feel like it's hard to find is because people... Um, I've learned my, my ex says the best. People mm -hmm. will be people. People are people. That's so true. And I I had to learn that in every way. And and not just in love, but in family and business. Um, even with my own children. So within parenting, with with your siblings, like all I just had to learn that people will be people. Yeah. And the only way for me to really fully enjoy people is for me to be myself. Right. With whomever I'm with, right? Like no, there no holding back who I am, no right. omitting who I am. Like when they really fully know me, right? They're able to then kind of be themselves, right. and then we will discover within that space if we work, and if we don't, 
It's not the end of the world. Now, I have a lot of, some of my closest friends are actually former flames. We figured out we ain't good in that space. Right. But we're great in other areas. Do they ever try to dip back in? Of course. Sometimes I do, too. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm still single. <laughs> just, but we know we're not going that route. You know, not, not the love route. I mean, then I love them in different ways now. Right. Yeah, so. Okay. One last question. Oh, God. Do, do, do. Get to me. What do you want? I'm, I'm going to ask it differently. What do you want in love? I want to feel safe. Safe. Is that it? Yeah. I want to feel safe. I lied. I've got another question. <laughs> okay. I lied. I lied. I lied. Does feeling safe come from you or from them? It will come from me. But and it will come from me more so than them. Because the only way for me to feel safe with them is by them genuinely being themselves. Right. And then I have to then accept and like that, you know, and then be bold enough to just be myself with them. So... It, it's that's kind of like a a two it's a two way street. There, it's not. I can't be safe with someone who is pretending right. or telling me the things that I want to hear. Right. It's not going to work. Um, they have to be themselves, right. and then I have to be myself. So we gotta just feel safe with each other. I I'm you. not trying. To, I don't want nothing from you. I'm not trying to hurt you. Right. I'm not trying to take nothing from you. I just want to be in your space. I want to laugh with you. I want to experience you. And if you like it, I like it. Let's keep liking it together and keep, you know, liking each other. It's simple. It sounds so simple. It does, doesn't it? Sounds so simple. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I think since this was about healing, I would love for you to address the people listening, people watching, and just give them whatever message you think they need to hear about how to go from where they are to where they need to be, how to heal just a little bit more. My advice to people who are are in in the space of healing or you're, you're uncertain or you're connected with somebody who doesn't make you happy, um, be bold enough to say no and be bold enough to break away from it. It is a process. It is a journey. But the other side is happiness. And I promise you it's worth it. But all happiness does come with sacrifice. Just like mm -hmm. living the life that you want to live comes with sacrifice. So if this is something that you want, you want true happiness and you want to connect with people that pour into you, that make you feel alive, be bold enough to say, nope, I don't like this, mm -hmm. and break away. And you go through the process. You're, you're going to backslide. You're going to go back to them a couple of times. It's a, it's a given. We do that 80% of the time. Um, but you're human. Pick yourself up, keep going, but focus on the goal and the things and the situations that are going to make you happy, period. I love that. Be bold, break away, and choose you. Yep. I love it. I like that. Be bold, break away, and choose you. <laughs> I like that. Well, Tamika, thank you for letting me have this time and space. Thank you again for having this conversation with me. Yeah. Anytime. I love it. This would be great. So hopefully next season I'll be talking about a new love. Let's do it.